Solomon Kinley in the backfield. Live in the entertainment capital of the world. And Tua throwing the other way to a wide open Durham spike for the touchdown. It's the T.C. Martin Show. Show. Diagnosis. Shotgun. Murray. Prognosis. Out of the pocket. Seven seconds. Osmos. Six seconds. Murray. So, yes, it is a wild, wacky Wednesday. It is, isn't it? Wild, breaking news Wednesday. We'll dive into all of that and a whole lot more. Plus, A-list, another all-star guest list today. Literally all-stars and champions, of course. The big seven-footer, Big Bill Cartwright, will be joining us next hour. The five-time NBA champ, three as a player, two as a coach. We'll talk NBA. Some of my terrible Tuesday takes from yesterday. I think I'll vent right in with, with Cartwright. That'll be good. Steve Sachs joins us. Yes, the two-time World Series champ, five-time All-Star Steve Sachs. Talk a little off-season baseball, hot stove league, all that stuff, free agency stuff. And, of course, uh, my man celebrated a birthday over the weekend. So we got to talk a little birthday. Sachs. With Sachs. Of Sachs in the morning. <laughs> Houston Nuts going to join us. Always fun with Houston Nuts. So just with those three guests alone, right? Those three guests alone, you know it's going to go off the rails, which it does with most of our regular guests. But love Houston Nut, the, the former coach at Old Miss, Arkansas, Boise State back in the day. And he does a fantastic job with CBS Sports on the college football side. He's got plenty of thoughts about the upcoming Super Bowls. We say, let the Super Bowl, Super Bowl hype begin, right? Let it begin. I mean, I wish we were playing this week. I think everybody does. And just, it just feels like, ah, man, we got to wait a week for this and get a week and a half, you know, nearly two weeks of, of hyping this thing up. But it's going to be an intriguing matchup. It'll be worth the wait, hopefully, as long as both teams don't run out of quarterbacks. You know, that's what I hope. Jeez. And we'll talk to Houston Nutt regarding that. But uh, plenty of breaking news on tap today. And it starts with Tom Brady retiring again. As I like to say, Tom Brady part two. Uh, he says it's for good this time. He informed the Tampa Bay Buccaneers of his decision at 6 a.m. Eastern time this morning. He uh, tweeted out a message. It was short, sweet to the point. We'll get to that. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers tweeted an appreciation for Tom Brady as well a few hours after the uh, announcement uh, had gone viral via Tom Brady with a hashtag thank you Tom captioned in their tweet. Yes, Tom Brady announces his retirement and it sounded like this. Good morning guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured I'd just press record and let you guys know first, so I won't be long-winded. You only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year, so I really thank you guys so much to every single one of you 
for supporting me. My family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors. Uh, I could go on forever. There's too many. Um, thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. Love you all. Tom Brady on a beach this morning. I don't know when he thought that uh, about this and then how he was going to do his uh, delivery. Obviously, there's been a lot of speculation. Will Brady come back for one more year? Will it be with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Could it possibly be with the Raiders? And then, of course, the talk with the Niners, especially after what happened last weekend where the Niners lost to Philadelphia without a healthy quarterback, without a quarterback being able to throw a pass um, in the NFC Championship game. And again, Brady came off a very good year. We threw 25 touchdown passes. He's 45 years old. He appeared in 10 Super Bowls. He won seven, three-time NFL MVP, a 23-year career, NFL leader in passing yards at 89,214. Think about that. 89,000 passing yards and 649 touchdown passes. The greatest quarterback ever bar none for longevity for championships super bowls yardage everything it's not debatable undisputable indisputable tom brady the greatest quarterback ever with all that being said this is how we get a retirement speech or notice on a beach i'm gonna hit the record button Seemed like he tried to maybe memorize some of the things. But wouldn't you anticipate, you know, when the greatest of all time in any sport go out, that, okay, they'd be at a dais, they would call a press conference, probably dress up in a suit or something. And because we've seen, we've seen the greats of all time before. The list goes on and on where, okay, this is their, their farewell, their swan song. So the way Tom Brady did it today was almost kind of a joke. And I don't know if anybody else has that take or that approach with it, but I mean, how about, could he at least go inside? I mean, what are we hearing? We're hearing wind. We're hearing Nothing waves. But wind. I mean, it's almost like an April Fool's joke. Wait, wait, tell me this is February 1st, right? February 1st. This is an April 1st. Nope. Okay. That's good. And it's not Groundhog Day yet, right? Tomorrow. That's tomorrow, Bill, Bill Murray. I can hardly wait for that. All right. Poxitani Phil, is he yeah, ready to go? I think so. Are we going to have him on the show again? Are like we, we do every I year? I hope so. Okay, good, good. All right. Well, we have TJ Reeves out there in, in Poxitani with our uh, live on the spot report. Can we send him there? That'd be awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think he's supposed to be going. I think it's a tradition now. But anyway, um, 365 days ago, we went through this exact same thing, didn't we? we Tom did. Brady retirement, part one. With the, with the exact same person that's on the phone. That's true. That's true. Now, we understand, you know, I mean, the big breaking news, really, is that Mel Brooks has announced that History of the World Part 2 is coming, right? Today, we get Tom Brady, the retirement Part 2. How is this going over in Tampa Bay? Let's bring our man, the -the on-the-spot reporter. I think he was trying to locate Tom Brady, but he ran out of real estate and he couldn't make it all the way down to the beach there in Tampa, and he tried to go down to Miami to find him. But who knows where Tom Brady really is at, but only our guy knows the Tampa Bay Buccaneers sideline reporter, T.J. Reeves. T.J., what's going on, man? 
Always good to be with you guys. And yes, you're right. Tomorrow is like Groundhog Day. But this is like Groundhog Day with you. I'm back on again talking about Tom Brady's retirement. But this time, I think it counts. I, I know it counts. That's it. Uh, he's done at age 45 after such a decorated career. And I cannot say that I was surprised to get this news. I had been told, it's easy to say these things after the fact, but I had been told that uh, the belief was last week they, they were in need of an answer because this circumstance was different in that he's not under contract with them. Uh, they're, they're, there's a totally different mindset right now in that building because of the coaching shakeup that's happened. You're interviewing offensive coordinators. And you've got to decide what free agents of your own can you re-sign? Are you going to have to cut guys? How do you work the cap? And it starts with TB12. So they gave him some time. When when last week turned into the beginning of this week, I think everybody began to realize he's not said, I'm coming back to play for the Buccaneers. And since he hadn't said that, we kind of had the feeling that more than likely it was goodbye. I always believed in this offseason that it was going to be stay with the Buccaneers or that's going to be it. And lo and behold, on February 1st, we get the announcement. I don't know if that's Miami Beach, Fort Lauderdale Beach. I couldn't quite tell what beach that was. That was apparently not a beach here because you can tell by the sunlight that that's the sun coming up, depending on when he takes it. For all we know, though, Doctor, it could be a beach in Costa Rica. Right. I have no idea. Yeah. But he, he says goodbye on the beach. He did. And, you know, there in Tampa Bay, the way that it came to an end for him – He's going to be remembered for a a sub five hundred team losing the way they did in the playoffs, and and I know that's not going to be the way he's remembered. Of course, as time passes, but like you said, you you thought that he would come back maybe for one more year, but couldn't we just really kind of see the right on the wall, TJ? The way everything unfolded this year. Okay, Bruce Arians is out. It's Todd. Bowles is not really an offensive guy. We saw the yelling at the offensive linemen. We saw, uh, you know, the shaky offensive line. We saw this team, you know, lose games they probably shouldn't have. And then they won some very close games that, I mean, their record really could have been upside down. And it just didn't seem like vintage Brady. And then the interception in, in the playoff game where we thought, okay, they're going to take the lead now seven to six and that bad interception, Brady banging his, uh, his head with his hands. And just, you just kind of had, you know, okay, you know, this isn't, you know, like a lot of these aging quarterbacks where they still don't have it and you just want to see them move on. We all just felt that Brady still had it. People in Vegas thought he had it so much so that, hey, you know, he's going to be you know, reunited with Josh McDaniels. He's going to come to Vegas and this and that. And I always said, listen, why would Tom Brady want to do that? Tom Brady is going to choose his final destination, whether it's Tampa Bay or somewhere else. And it's going to be with a, a team or an organization that he has full you know, confidence in and can be ready to win a Super Bowl immediately. That's why he signed with Tampa Bay after leaving New England. So I think, you know, he probably didn't see that happening again with the Bucks, and maybe he didn't see it, you know, with any other team. Or maybe Father Time finally caught up with him. We don't know. Uh, with all that being said, and the way you covered him for the past three years, and especially this season, what are your thoughts about all that? Well, I think a lot of it could be summed up as D all the above on what you just said. I think it all came together. Uh, okay, so several things. The first thing is when he came here in 2020, uh, obviously once you got over the whole shock factor of, okay, this is reality, he's really going to be here. But bear in mind, too, 
it was a weird time because you couldn't have a press conference because of the of the pandemic craziness. You didn't have any preseason games, and then you didn't have fans at most of the games everywhere that whole year. So it was a really weird, crazy year. But in the end, somebody had to win the Lombardi Trophy, and that was the that was the Buccaneers, and that was Brady. And at that point, you proved your point. At that point, you've demonstrated, I can go somewhere else and win it immediately, which he did. And by the way, it's worth noting again that New England has had two losing seasons and a first-round playoff exit in the three years that he's been gone. So point was proven here right away, I can go somewhere else and win the whole thing. So then to your question of why would you continue to play on, uh, I, I did not believe that he would continue to play on unless there was a chance to win a Super Bowl somewhere, somehow, some way, and that was after last season. And so now you come around to another year, which, by the way, again, for everybody on all the takes uh, here locally and nationally, nobody believed back in 2020 there was going to be a third year in Tampa Bay. There was going to be a 2022, much less a fourth year, doctor, of 2023. So we were playing with bonus house money, as you like to say, that he was even back for this season. Obviously, the personal life was unraveling at the same time in this offseason with his now ex-wife, custody of his kids. And I can't emphasize this enough. I've said this on interviews all day today. It is very important to him to spend time with his kids during the, during the week, during the season, during weekends, during the season for home games. He would frequently be out socially with his kids on weekends of home games, doing things, going to the movies, going to different places he would be seen in and around South Tampa, etc. So now you're at the stage where you've proven everything, you proved it somewhere else. What are you still playing for? And I think that's that's a big part of this. I'm, I've got to move on to the next chapter at some point. It might as well be now. And he very much still wants to be involved in his kid's life. I mean, uh, notice a couple of days ago, TMZ had the photo. Somebody snapped a, a secret photo of him at his daughter's horse riding lesson. She's a 10-year-old riding horse uh, horses down in South Florida. He was there. He now wants to be dad as part of this and get on to the next chapter of his life. He's proven all that he needed to prove uh, about being the GOAT. That's for sure on the football field. So there you go. I, I agree with you. I think the, the personal side is really prevalent here especially as you get older but let's remember i mean this guy you know went through divorce papers in the middle of a season and right. that had to be tough and you could even you know now you're up close and covering him tj you know now and, and just me looking from him at afar at his weekly press conferences is like this guy looks you know haggard he looks like he's like he's aging and you know he didn't look like the same tom brady so that had to be weighing in on him especially as part of this decision yeah and 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 it showed in how he physically looked in those press conferences and that changed as the year went on into the middle of the season and it showed in his play you were touching on this uh just a minute ago he began to make throws that were very unbrady-like, behind people in the ground, not not winning the extra half second to deliver a good throw, almost gun shy at times with get rid of it quick, get it out of my hand quick, and throw it errantly. We saw that far too many times. We saw him gesturing far too many times at a receiver that wasn't on the same page, or smacking his own helmet like you mentioned when he threw a bad pass, or bending all the way at the waist, bending all the way over after a bad pass. Like what did I just do? I saw that. So many times 
this season. I hadn't seen that more than like two times the previous two years. So he could still do some things. Obviously, the heroic comebacks, we saw those down the stretch of the season. He could still throw the ball with some zip down the field. But there were some moments as this year unfolded where he looked like a 45-year-old trying to play the game with 20-something-year-olds. And so it it catches up, and maybe that's part of what he was contemplating too, TC, was if I roll back in eight months from now, is it going to be even worse with some of the reaction time, some of the throws, and why don't I just go out with having made the playoffs one last time, and that's it. That, that, that's going to be it. And now I, I move to the next phase with my family and whatever he's going to do with broadcasting, et cetera. Yeah, and speaking of broadcasting, remember he signed a agreement with Fox <laughs> for a 10-year, $75 million deal. Now, a lot of people are uh, were thinking that, oh, he's going to be part of the Super Bowl coverage because Fox has a Super Bowl you know, this uh, year, but he will not be part of the Super Bowl coverage. I mean, he would have to dive right into well, what's that. What's interesting and, yeah, so is he's gonna he take- will— Take some time off. Let me interject. He will not be in the booth. But what's interesting now is will he be on the pregame show in some capacity, and maybe not even for a long time, maybe for a segment. Will he appear there or not now that he's announced this? It would not surprise me if he pops up on Fox, and then what do they do? Uh, It was was made clear uh, in the offseason that because he had decided to continue to play, that Greg Olson was going to be the solo guy in the booth, even if the Bucs were eliminated. And there were playoff games. I mean, obviously, you had the NFC Championship game last weekend where Brady could have potentially been there. But it had been made clear to all the Fox people, the rank and file, everybody, that he's playing football this year. Greg Olson's in the booth. Now, beyond uh, 10 days from now when that Super Bowl, or 11 days from now when that Super Bowl's over with, I don't know. But I could, Doctor, I could totally see Tom Brady being part of the hours and hours and hours and hours of coverage that Fox will have on Super Bowl Sunday at least sit there for a segment or maybe longer and and talk about the matchup. We'll see. We'll see if that's where he pops up. Maybe he does not. Maybe yeah. we maybe we now roll into next fall and find out if he's in the booth for Fox or not or what happens. Right. All right. Uh, T.J. Rees joins us from Tampa Bay with the news today that Tom Brady officially retired again, part two. We went through this uh, a, a year ago. Remember, uh, 40 days later, he changed his mind. And uh, will he have those thoughts again? He says no. So we'll take him for his word, and and if that is the case, hey, we saw 23 years of, of Tom Brady uh, at his finest, arguably, you know, the greatest Super Bowl. Or rather, you're, ne- greatest, you're never going to see anything like this. No, no, you hate to say never. You're never going to see anything like this again, though. You're well, not. You're not going to see a guy play in 10 Super Bowls. Is it 10 or is it 11? I can't ever keep track. 10, and win 10. seven of yeah, them. Seven out of ten. Ten of them and win seven of them. You're not. You're not ever going to see a guy. Uh, span a 23-year career still playing at this high of a level. He led the league in completions. He led the league in yards, right? I mean, he he again, he didn't throw the ball down the field nearly as much. But, I mean, you go back just to last season at age 44, uh, a fi- you know, a 5,000-yard season, led the league in touchdowns. It's incredible at such a high level into his mid-40s. When Peyton Manning, when Brett Favre, when Dan Marino, just pick one, Drew Brees in the present, Troy Aikman before, when these guys all got to 36, 37, 38, that's it. Or or in uh, Brees' case, I think he got to like 40, but he looked like a 40-year-old trying to throw the ball in that final season a couple of years ago. Peyton Manning couldn't throw the ball down the field anymore and wasn't even 40, y- 40 years old yet. So it, it is astounding. We're not going to see that again. Uh, all the different records you mentioned, 89,000 yards. 
You mentioned, uh, what is the number? I think it's 96 different receivers that caught a touchdown from him. Yeah. 96 of them caught a touchdown in a regular season or playoff game from him. I mean, the numbers are just staggering on 649 touchdown passes. 649. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it's insane. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's, me... it's crazy to start uh, loading these. And I did see one other stat. Somebody else put this out there. I don't know what the overall record is, but he has 215 wins ATS against the spread. Right. As, <laughs> as a quarterback. Nobody's going to touch that either, he was, Doctor. Hey, he was Not a better favorite. Not just win the game, but cover. That, <laughs> That's incredible. He was a better's favorite, no question. You covered Tom Brady for three seasons, his last three seasons there in Tampa Bay. Uh, Two-part question here. How does it feel to have covered the greatest quarterback of all time? And then the other part would be, you know, I, I hear what you're saying about 2020. I kind of feel bad because you got probably ripped, you know, you got gypped because of the COVID thing. So you really couldn't be up close and personal to anybody during that course, you know, of time. And that's when they win the Super Bowl. But the second part, I guess, you know, the question would be greatest Brady moment that you witnessed in person. Wow. That, that second part's going to be tough. So I'll contemplate that while we talk uh, about the first part. So we, you know, we go back to that 2020 season and, uh, it, I mean, that's going to, there's going to be a book or books written about that. There's going to be a 30 for 30. There's got to be a documentary about that because again, he had a 20 year relationship with New England and with Belichick with six Super Bowl wins. And now he elects on his own to play somewhere else. And it, it looked like at the end of that season, after they had been blown out by the Saints, they had been blown out by the by the Chiefs in national television games. Okay, this didn't work. You know, this is the this is the cautionary tale. It's grass is not always greener somewhere else. Well, they they turned it on and won the final four games of that regular season, and then rolled in and beat the Washington Football Team, the Saints, and the Packers. I remember our famous debate about the NFC title game. They went up to Green Bay and won that, and they end up winning the Super Bowl. In terms. Of, uh, of, of memories and how astounding, uh, these things are. I mean, certainly the Super Bowl win, I got to be there in person and it was bizarre. I was having a moment, almost a senior moment. I'm not quite a senior. When he threw the touchdown to Gronkowski right before halftime, right in front of me, I'm in the front row. We're not allowed on the field. I'm in the front row covering Super Bowl 55 for Buccaneers radio. And I'm looking at Tom Brady running to celebrate with Rob Gronkowski in the end zone painted red that says Buccaneers inside Raymond James Stadium. That's where I had a moment. Is this real? Yeah. Is this, I mean, uh, uh, am I really watching this? Did this really happen? Yes, it did happen. Uh, and I'll take away from a couple of these comebacks, uh, the heroic comebacks this year with the Rams in the final minute where they had to convert a couple of fourth downs and then the, the 49, the, uh, I'm sorry, the Saints Monday night game down 13 to three in the final seven minutes. Same thing scored in the final minute of the game with a touchdown. Those, those were remarkable to stand there and watch. I will remember those forever. That was vintage Brady at even 45 years of age, still at the controls. So, uh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of memories would not trade it. Three playoff years in a row. There are a whole lot of teams that would have loved to have had Tom Brady for a season to win anything. You can start going down the list. And Tom Brady was here for three playoff years, and a Super Bowl win will take it, Doctor. To put this in context, TJ, so you live in Tampa, right? 
how far is like Fort Lauderdale, you know, to for, you know from you? Are you talking about by car? Yeah, yeah, miles. By car, probably miles. about two hundred and fifty miles to the southeast. Oh, two two fifty. Okay, so that okay. Well, let's put it in context here. Tom Brady threw for eighty nine thousand yards. That's mm-hmm. fifty eight miles. He threw for fifty eight miles. So what you're saying in context is, I could almost drive from my front door to Walt Disney World. There it is. is. Only about and I was going to say Orlando. I was going. I didn't know Fort Lauderdale right. or my Florida right. geography. Central so Florida I is not the leave, greatest. I could leave is. and head east towards the Mouse House, towards the Kingdom, and almost at the at the fifty eight mile mark. You're telling me I'm looking out at the fifty eight mile mark, going. That's Tom Brady. That's it. Passing distance. That's it. From my door to right here. It, it is. It's incredible. <laughs> it's insane, isn't it? Uh, great stuff, man. All right, brother. We appreciate you uh, spending time with us today. And as always, uh, now, uh, let's be honest. I mean, you, you joined us a lot. I just love having you on the show, just, you know, you know, personally, but, uh, you were, you, you were revel- relevant. As you know, everything on the show is relevant. And, you know, That's Buccaneers correct. were relevant. Tom Brady came there in 2020, made it relevant. I don't know what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to do for a quarterback now. I have no idea, but TJ, Great your, question. your, your, your uh, appearances on the show may dwindle now. You know, if you, if you go back to those, if, yeah, is that a if you go back to these, these two Dump and chuck. three win Dump seasons, chuck. can we get that in writing? Uh, okay. <laughs> too funny. Too funny. We'll let you start covering the South Florida Bulls right now. How's that? Yes, exactly. Uh, uh, I already did that for ten years on the radio. You remember that well. Look, we're we're still on the fringes of Champa Bay here uh, with the Tampa Bay Lightning, having been in the Stanley Cup last year. The Rays are always good in a playoff caliber team. Uh, and, and now, uh, I don't know about the Buccaneers, but the good, the good thing about the NFL, the interesting thing about the NFL is it doesn't take very long if you know what you're doing, even after a bad season to be able to reload. And I don't know if the Bucs are going to have a bad season or not, but don't count the Buccaneers out on being able to reload at least for 2024 with better salary cap, better draft picks. Because that's what the NFL is designed for. I mean, if the if the Cleveland Browns can suddenly figure it out, and the and the Buffalo Bills can suddenly figure it out, and the Detroit Lions can suddenly figure it out, which it looks like they did, Jacksonville Jaguars spin around from back to back fourteen loss seasons, fourteen losses back to back years, spin around and make the playoffs this year. The NFL is designed for you to get better quickly. So let's see, let's see what happens with the Buccaneers. Not just this year, but twenty twenty four. We just know it will be post. Goat post Tom Brady, uh, but we we have our memories. We have rings. Uh, there are eighteen franchises right now in the two thousands in this century that have not won a Super Bowl. The Buccaneers have two of them. Dallas Cowboys would be one of them that don't have a Super Bowl in this decade. <laughs> All right, uh, uh, on this century, excuse me. Final- San Francisco Forty Nine ers, by the way, would be another one that don't have a Super Bowl win in this century. So while we're counting them up, so. There are a lot that would be envious of just one, and the Buccaneers got two, and Tom Brady helped get one of them, and it's going to be remembered and talked about forever, for sure. You have me on whenever you need me, doctor. I'm always here for you, and uh, we'll see what the Bucs do next post-GOAT now, my friend. You got it. All right, TJ. Thank you, brother. Uh, Go enjoy some good food down there in uh, FLA, and we'll talk to you later. Always. uh, Tonight, barbecue chicken. Barbecue chicken tonight, because I know you're always concerned with the food, and uh, we will go from there. (laughs) There it is. I love it. All right, brother. Be cool. Talk to you later.
There he is, TJ Reeves, the uh, Buccaneers sideline reporter, longtime uh, broadcaster with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, there on the scene, covered Tom Brady for the past three seasons, and Tom Brady retires for good. That's what he's saying today, even though we went through this exact same thing. We'll know in 48 days. We will. Exactly. We will see. All right, but no, it sounds like, uh, and he should be. He should be done. That's it. We've seen enough. He's conquered. Done. We don't need to see an aging Tom Brady. Don't need to see that. When we come back, Houston Nutt is going to join us. We talk Super Bowl. We talk, we'll get his thoughts on Tom Brady. And also, uh, we'll talk coach to coach here and talk about Sean Payton taking over in Denver. All right, let me put some water on your ball. More from the master debater. Martin. You never know what comes out of this guy's mouth. All right, come on out and join us Friday at the Westgate Las Vegas. Of course, the world-famous Superbook. Yes, and uh, got a couple of surprise guests coming out uh, on Friday as well, too. Maybe a little Las Vegas aces. Um, just leave it at that there. But again, uh, breaking news today also with uh, Candace Parker officially being a member of the Las Vegas Aces today. It's a one-year deal. Natalie Williams will be joining us tomorrow, the general manager of the Las Vegas Aces. And uh, we'll be talking to Candace Parker very, very soon. But Candace is chilling. She's very happy. Signed her contract today uh, via long distance. Uh, she's not uh, in Las Vegas uh, as of yet, and we'll be here for training camp when that uh, commences at the um, end of April. So we're looking forward to seeing Candace Parker. And again, uh, just the utmost respect for her, um, getting a chance to watch her play up close and personal over the last five seasons. Uh, every time she would come to town, I mean, she was uh, always gracious, classy. She loved being here. She was never really a, a, a big trash talker towards Vegas. I mean, she plays with emotions on her sleeve, but just fantastic. And what a resume. Uh, so Candace Parker officially... Uh, a member of the Aces today. We talked about it on Monday when she announced over the weekend that uh, she decided to sign with the Aces and two years with the last two seasons with the Chicago Sky. Before that, uh, a member of the Los Angeles Sparks. And you got to remember, she's a former teammate of Chelsea Gray. So uh, things looking great. The Aces also made uh, a couple other signings. Uh, and we'll talk to Natalie about that tomorrow and uh, also a little bit later on the show as well. So that was uh, part of the breaking news uh, today as well as Brianne Stewart signing with the New York Liberty. Uh, two titles for her in the last seven years with the, the Seattle Storm. She met with the Liberty, the Storm, the Minnesota Lynx, and the Washington Mystics, and she decided to go to New York. Obviously, you know, from back there, and she went to to UConn, that great career underneath Gina Oriema, the fine coach at University of Connecticut. And Brianna Stewart, uh, hey, she wants to play in the Big Apple. She wants to play in Brooklyn. That's where the Liberty now play now for two seasons. And uh, so they will be tough, you know, back there with Brianna Stewart. And that team is is building uh, a, a very strong team as well, too. So, yeah, WNBA season right around the corner. But today, the beginning of the WNBA Free Agency 2023. All right, right now, let's uh, talk a little football as we let the hype begin, we got more than a week to talk about Super Bowl 57. And the coach joins us now. One of my all-time favorites and, of course, favorite of the 
of our fans here in Vegas as well, too. The former coach at Ole Miss, Arkansas, Boise State, just to name a few. Oh, let's don't forget Murray State. Let's talk about the racers while we're at. There we go, right? And he is hunkered down in Texas, and I believe this could be the first time that we've talked to him. He's all bundled up. I don't know if he's in an ice shanty, ice fish, fishing. That's usually safe for our good friends up in Wisconsin and Minnesota. Houston Nutt is iced in in Texas. Is this true, my friend? Absolutely true. And going on 48 hours hunkered down around the fireplace. I'm ready to get to Vegas, man. <laughs> now you're talking. You know, you, know, you get to that airport. I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure that the, the airport, your private Jenna McKinney can get you out to Vegas in probably about three hours and ten minutes. DC, that's the problem. You can't get to the airport, bro. <laughs> oh, no. No. It's cold as ice. That's what they're telling us, Houston. Give me the weather report there. I mean, I'm not used to this down to Texas, man, outside of Dallas. What's going on? It's been sleeting, mixed with a little rain, freezing rain, but mostly sleeting. And I tell you, our, our people down here don't quite understand how to drive. They don't quite get pumping the brakes. So you better get off the street. We had a lot of problems yesterday and today. Same thing. So we're just hunkered down. You you had it right. Uh-huh. Hunkered down. It was cold. It's about 24 yesterday. <laughs> now it's about 28. And I'm ready for it to get over 35, man. I'm ready to get back up. Let's go. Let's get back up. There you go. You know, I don't know if you've been moonlighting as a meteorologist or a weatherman there, but that breakdown was outstanding. They might want to hire you one of the local television stations there. <laughs> I, I need that. I, I, I'm off right now. Let's go. <laughs> you got that right. That's right. When I say, hey, man, uh, you want to come on tonight? He goes, sure, man. I'm iced in. Yeah, 29 <laughs> degrees in McKinney right now, ladies and gentlemen. 29 feels yeah. like 21, a wintry mix. Man, I bet those people are flipping. It's just like here, Houston. I mean, same thing. When it gets cold here, do you know that we actually had snow in Vegas two days ago? We had snow. I can't believe it. I know. Yeah, yeah. Parts of Vegas, it was unbelievable. And people were losing their mind. Yeah, here. <laughs> yeah. It's just like when we get the rains, we get the monsoons every now and then, right? And people, they lose yeah. their mind. They don't know how to drive in these rainstorms. So, right. yeah, it's right. it's crazy. But no, yeah. back to the more important things. I mean, now you brought it up, okay? I'm going to hold you to it. You got to get to Vegas. Right. You got free time, right? You got free time. Let's go. Yeah. I'm going to hook you up with yeah. some. We're going to we're going to have some dinner. We got some shows. Yeah. I got you covered, brother. I got you covered. Listen, let me get this. I want to get basketball. I got to see my brothers play their games. I see that's the yeah. thing. I was supposed to be in Missouri. I was supposed to be in Columbia, Missouri tonight to watch LSU and Missouri. Yeah, play. That's, I, that's a big game. Yeah, yeah. Let let me get my basketball brothers game. By the way, then after March. Madness, April, May. I'm coming out there now. Cool. I get ready. All right. Get ready now. Uh, we'll, we'll be we'll be ready for it. No question about it. All right, man. So you get hear the news like we all did today. Tom Brady retiring. Uh, some thoughts on him. Now, listen. You were coaching for a long time. Did you ever get a chance to coach against Tom Brady? Let, let me give it to you. Oh, let me give it. Here to it you. comes. Now this. Now let me. This is a. This is a shot right here. This is how deep that we go because he he coached out. You know, you in, in the southeastern conference, southwest, a little Boise State. So the odds here are probably pretty slim. But I feel a Houston nut Tom Brady story coming at us. It's coming, brother. It's coming. Tom probably doesn't. He, he doesn't even think about this. But let me let me give it to you. Nineteen ninety eight, my very first year at University of Arkansas, had a really good year. They were previously four and seven, four and seven, and from Brandon Burlesworth, Clint Sterner, Anthony Lucas, 
these guys were awesome. And I could name the whole team, but I can't, I don't want to leave anybody out. But so here we go. We win nine games. We really, I don't know if you remember this. This is when we had, we had Tennessee on the ropes at them. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, we, we slipped and fumbled the ball there at the end. And they, they ran in. Tennessee beat us. And, um, was that Derek McFadden? Go, was that Derek McFadden no, times? No, that was, that was earlier. No, no, that was earlier, right? No, no. That's my first year. It's 98. Right, gotcha. And so, so we go to a great bowl. Where do we go to? Orlando. <sighs> Orlando, Florida, my man. Yep. Orlando. We're going to the Citrus Capital One Bowl. And who do we play? Michigan. Michigan. Yeah. Michigan. <laughs> and who's quarterbacking for Michigan? A guy named Henson and a guy named Tom Brady. Wow. And – I tell you what, it was a great game. Uh, they end up winning the game. It was back and forth, back. Well, we actually can't got down two touchdowns and came back. Really thought we had them, uh, but they ended up winning the game. But this skinny guy, who would ever thought, man, what a winner! What a unbelievable quarterback to play that many years in the NFL. But that's my one Tom Brady story where I looked across the sidelines, didn't think of much about it there in 1998. But that guy played a lot of football from 1998 all the way to now, man. Now, was it kind of a two quarterback system uh, in that in that game with Henson and Brady, or or was Brady getting the majority of the snaps there? Was it his game? I actually thought I, I thought the other way. I thought Henson actually got more. snaps. You're probably game, right. We got to go back to that box yeah. score. Go back the and Citrus look at Bowl, it, I, 1998. I, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Look at that. But I think. TC, I think you're going to find out that Henson actually played more uh, that game. Yeah, yeah, but I think it was a two. I think it was a two system. Two, they they played both. Both of them played. Wow, there it is. There's a Tom Brady story. Houston nut, and <laughs> there it is. That's that's a that's great stuff, man. Great stuff. All right, so I want your thoughts on the championship games that we saw last weekend. And I got to ask you the question, Houston. In all your years of coaching, did you ever run out of quarterbacks? Because no. I, I about lost my mind watching the 49ers. I felt sorry for them. I mean, this is a team yeah. that was so rock solid. They won 12 in a row. I thought they'd go into Philadelphia and win, even though, you know, with Brock Purdy, a guy that you saw play quite a bit in college over, yep. you know, Iowa State with your coverage there with CBS. But I felt bad for this team because they ran out of quarterbacks. You start your third string quarterback, then you go to Josh Johnson, your fourth string quarterback. He gets concussed. He's out. Oh, okay. What are we going to do? McCaffrey, are you ready? Uh, you check. Are you ready? Oh, you, t- oh, no. Uh, they're looking, they're actually looking at the play call sheet if they have to go in and run the quarterback position. And we're wondering, is it going to be Wildcat? What's going to happen? No, let's bring Purdy back out there. Oh, but one caveat. We're not allowing you to throw a pass. Like, what the heck? I mean, have you ever seen anything like it? I, I haven't. I haven't. And, you know, comes to the point I'm looking at Shanahan, I'm thinking, feeling sorry for him because he's looking at that play sheet like, now what in the world can I do? Especially uh, when the, the the next quarterback, Johnson, goes down, and now you're going to bring Purdy back in, who, as you mentioned, cannot throw. But, uh, boy, Christian McCaffrey, this guy, unbelievable. What a football player. That made that that run that he made, where he broke a couple of tackles and uh, got to the end zone. That was phenomenal. But I'm not, I hadn't seen anything like. There's one year I'm gonna give you one experience I had that was a nightmare. We had we lost two quarterbacks in one game, 
And so we basically had to put a running back in there to finish the game. So the next week I knew I had a, a player that played for me the previous year that didn't play anymore. He was playing on the intramural fields for a fraternity. <laughs> I go to the fraternity. I go to the fraternity fields. I hey John Rutledge, I gotta have you, buddy. What? <laughs> have you back because you know our offense. Really mm-hmm. smart guy. He said, got him back. Hey, got him ready for the very next week. He started. <laughs> Listen to this. So you're scouting the intramural fields, the intramural fields. I can see this right now. You're probably rolling out there with your hat, right? The floppy hat. And you're, and what do you do? Seriously? Do you say, Hey guys, uh, who, who's the best athlete out here? Who, who should I be looking for? Or did this guy just catch your eye? I mean, what are you doing? Are you, are you just like roaming around here? Say, I got to find somebody for this Saturday. Oh, TC, listen to me. He played for me the previous year. That's true. Okay. It's, okay. it's okay. So we went back and said, Coach, I'm going to give it up. I'm going to concentrate on my studies. This guy's smart as they come. He, they, I think the family owns about 20 banks now. But the point is, I knew that he had played for us. He played quarterback for us in a backup role, and he was playing on the fraternity field. I said, hey, John, come here, buddy. I need you. I need you this next week. Come on. This was like a Sunday. This was like a Sunday night or Sunday afternoon. I said, we got about three or four days to get ready for the SEC game. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're starting. You're starting. Let's go. <laughs> that, that is hilarious. There it is. All right. Uh, you know, our cracked research staff here at Houston, nothing gets by us. And it was, uh, you know, you're talking about the 1998 season. So January 1st, New Year's Day, 1999 in Orlando. I was watching this game. It was Arkansas and Michigan. And Tom Brady started the game 14 for 27. 209 yards against those hogs. You sacked him twice. He did throw two interceptions, though. So think about that. All right. There it is. And, and, And your quarterback, as you remember, I remember this. I remember this big old guy, Clint Stoner. Yep. Clint Stoner. Yeah. Yep. That's, yeah, that was a good game. But yeah, but I tell you what, they were, they were good. Both of them were good. And, and, uh, it's just remarkable, just remarkable what Tom Brady has done over the years to win seven Super Bowls and, uh, the way the way he's played this game at this age is just it's just unbelievable. All right, I want you to put your GM hat on here now, coach slash GM hat, and we're going to send you over to San Francisco. Now you saw what Brock Purdy did this year, and you saw the way the season ended. You know that they spent a lot of money in a high draft pick to pick up for Trey Lance out of North Dakota State has has been injured, hasn't really you know materialized into anything. And then there's that guy, that veteran Jimmy Garoppolo, who's still around there. So. What do you do if you're the San Francisco 49ers? What's the plan? Uh, I might keep one of the two of the Garoppolo or Trey Lance, probably Garoppolo, keep him if he wants to be there. Mm-hmm. But I tell you what, Brock Purdy, I'm a believer in this guy. Okay, This guy showed me firsthand now. Let's get him well because he did everything we asked him to do. Uh, he distributed the ball the right way, took care of it. So I'm a believer, a big time believer in Brock Purdy. Uh, I would just probably try to just keep one of the two because it's going to be hard to keep both of them uh, happy, keep all three of them happy in a room. That's probably not going to work. But uh, I'd probably keep one and the one that wants to be there. And uh, let's go. And you're going to have to beat out Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. You got it. All right. On the Philadelphia <laughs> side, as we get ready for the Super Bowl, Jalen Hurts. I know he's a guy that you and I both like a lot, and you got a chance to to see this guy a lot. 
Alabama, yeah. Oklahoma. Let's talk a little bit about his development. And, you know, Eagle fans, you know, I didn't understand it when they drafted him as far as the Eagle fans kind of not really being, you know, a warm welcome with anything. But we saw what Jalen Hurts did in college, and we know this guy is a winner, right? But talk a little bit about his development and what you're seeing now in the progression for this guy who you've seen a lot over the last five, six years. Yeah. Let's go back to his college day. Remember the halftime against Georgia? What happened? Nick Saban benched him. Yeah. Remember? I, uh, I was infuriated with that. Infuriated. He, he benched him. But the Alabama, Alabama people uh, were infuriated just for one minute until Tua Tonga Vailoa threw a touchdown pass to win it all. Yeah. But, yeah. but remember, point, Tua threw an interception before that. Let's remember that, too. That's, that's right. That's right, TC. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But now, let's fast forward the next year. He hangs in there. He's a backup. He's a backup. And this is what I love about Jalen Hurts. Now Tua gets hurt. Guess what? In the championship game of the SEC championship game, Nick Saban goes to uh, Jalen Hurts. Let's go. You're in. Mm-hmm. Goes in. What does he do? He wins the game. Yep. And that shows me a lot right there. Now, he did go and he transferred the next year, whatever, and, and did great. But uh, let's look at him now in the professional. To me, uh, his anticipation of these throws to A.J. Brown, uh, to, to, to different receivers, has, has, to me, has really taken another step. And not only the RPOs, because he can run the football, he can beat you with his legs, very strong runner, but he you can tell he has gotten better with where to put the ball, with ball placement, and the anticipation. The ball is there on the five routes, on the comebacks, on the crossers. That ball is there where it's supposed to be. So he's a handful now for a defensive coordinator. It always keeps a defensive coordinator up when you know, uh-oh, this guy, you can cover everybody, but he can take off running. And that's the problem. When you got a quarterback that can move and he's a dual threat and he's throwing the ball with accuracy, you you got a problem. Houston Nutt joins us, uh, the former coach at Old Miss and Boise State in Arkansas. And he is, does a fantastic job, of course, with CBS Sports on the college side. So we'll get your like official prediction next week, Houston, if we can. But let's do an early Super Bowl preview. Little early Super Bowl preview. You arguably we've got the two best teams there, even though you you know if the 49ers were healthy and and then Cincinnati and Joe Burrow had a heck of a season. Man, it was a you know a very highly anticipated AFC and NFC championship game, and now here we are. And again, a point spread that's virtually a pick'em. What do you think the keys to this game is for both sides? Right. I, I want to go back real quick to Joe Burrow. I really thought this guy. I, I, I can't help but but pull for Joe Burrow. I really thought he was going to win this game. And um, he's such a winner. But going to this game, um, Patrick Mahomes is amazing because I'm thinking on one foot, you know, he's limping around. He's not going to be as good because he's a guy that, you know, can improvise. He, 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 he extends the plays. He throws without looking at the receiver. He does all these miracle things, right? And Kelsey is the best tight end. I, I swear, I've never seen a guy that runs such great routes. But more importantly, I've never seen a tight end that can get north. He gets north so quick, and he knows where the first down marker is. I, I, he's so good at that. Um, and then the defense, Chris Jones, has been really good. The defense, Kansas City, has been really good. But, boy, looking at Philadelphia now, their defensive line, Wow. 
you better you better protect your guy now because these guys can rush the passer. The Philadelphia Eagles can fly, and they can fly to the quarterback. They get there, and this is going to be a. I think it's going to be a really a great game, and because you got both quarter. I'm just hoping that Patrick is is getting a, a little bit more healthier. But as we know now, TC that high ankle sprain. That's a tough deal, man. Oh, yeah. That's you a can, three, four-week thing minimum, right? It really is. It really is. When you when you get when you hurt that ankle that high, you can say we're going to get treatment 24-7, all that. Hey, I, I, I get it. And I know he is, and they're doing the best they can, but he's not going to be the same. He's not going to be that Patrick Mahomes that we're used to seeing. And I think that could be the one thing, the one thing, I think Philadelphia can get home. Uh, I'm talking about the defensive line. I really think with the the corners, the the, the secondary, the way they're playing, they there's not much room there. They've been really outstanding. So I, I'm I'm looking forward to it because you got two good good teams playing with a lot of confidence, but you still got some guys kind of nicked up at some very important positions. So we'll see. All right, final thing here for you, Coach. Speaking of coaches, Sean Payton is now the head coach of the Denver Broncos. He's going to have the uh, richest contract in NFL history. And again, you know, this was a uh, still property of, of the Saints, and so the uh, the Broncos dished off of some draft picks. You know, a, a first round pick this year, a second round pick next year. How much of a difference does Sean Payton make with this current Broncos team? Well, I think he makes a big difference, especially with the quarterback. From what I've seen, an outside outside guy just looking in and watching what places he's been, I, I think he'll make a tremendous difference with the quarterback. And you got a great quarterback at, at, in Denver. Uh, we all know that. But uh, I, I think that relationship, to me, will be a, a difference maker. Now, you hate giving up draft picks. You hate doing that. But this may be the one time where it's worth it. Uh, when you get the leader that that has the blueprint, that understands how to get there, get to that Super Bowl, and knows how to coach quarterbacks, probably would be the difference maker. What do you think was the problem with Russell Wilson this year? Was it coaching? Was it system? Was it unfamiliarity with you know whether the the offense or his teammate? You know, and, and what makes us think that Wilson is going to get back to Wilson yeah. three four years ago from Seattle? Well, that's a good that's a good question, you know. But we've seen Wilson when everything is right. We've seen him operate at a very high level. And execution has always been outstanding. This really surprised me this year watching him play. But, you know, it's it's hard to say. You know, it's hard to say what happened. It's hard to say. Uh, well, making the move, making the you know transition, and you get different playbook and different coaches. You know, you just don't know. But whatever it was, there was something was a it was very telling something wasn't right. And so that that's what, what to me is going to be interesting. But I, I, I can't really answer your question because I have no yeah. way of knowing, uh, you know, what, 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 what was wrong. But there was something that, that wasn't right. Yeah. I mean, it seems strange, though, doesn't it? I mean, the, a, a head coach, uh, you're, you're basically trading 
for a head coach and giving up draft picks. I mean, I know you never coached in the NFL or anything, but you know, when uh, what was that contract like there? You know, when you when you left the school or whatever. I mean, did did you have a little buyout or did they like send some like uh, some ribs or you know some 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 uh, <laughs> some some uh, I, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Some some piglets, something like that for Houston Nut or hey, this is part of the package here. What was going on here? Li- lifetime of uh, Heath bars. I mean, come on, there had to be something there. <laughs> hey, all I know is when they got rid of me, you know, they did have to, they did have to pay, you know, so that's the thing. My brother, my brother is my basketball coach's brother always. He, he coached at Arkansas State. He's the only basketball coach to take him to the NCAA. He says, when I got fired, I didn't quite have that payout that you had now. You know, something went <laughs> right. <laughs> so he always teases me about that. But, uh, yeah. You know, firing's no fun, uh, but uh, you, you know you got to take what the, what's on that contract, man. You got to you got to take care of your family. And there you go, my friend. All right, well, we'll let you uh, get back now. Are you like you know all you got the thermal underwear on? I mean, you got the you got the down jacket. You're you're here in front of the fireplace. There, are you afraid to go out and get the mail? Is that the deal? You let this thing pass. I'll get the mail next week. Is that what you're thinking? No. TC, the mail can't be delivered. It's not gonna. It wasn't delivered yesterday. It's not delivered today. Wait, I'm in my sweat. I'm in my sweat, man. I love it. I love it. All right, man. All right. Well, I appreciate the time as always, man. We look forward to uh, warming up down there and uh, and look forward to seeing you here, hopefully in in the next couple months. I'm going to give you a good week's notice before I come, so get ready. Oh, yeah. We'll have it lined up, all right? And I'm going to give you a week's notice because, you know, we're going to be doing our Super Bowl preview, you know, coming up next week. And, you know, it's kind of like our song fest. You, We're going to need Houston Nutt to come strong with a, a prediction next week, all right, for the final score. So you start getting your chalkboard out there. I mean, you got nothing but time anyway. You start cracking some Kansas City and some uh, Philly film, all right? All right, brother. Take care. Appreciate you. There he is. Houston Nut. There it is. I'm telling you, they got it going on in the family. I mean, Dickie Nutt, his brother, great basketball coach, like I said, Arkansas State took them to the, uh, you know, to the uh, uh, tournament. And then Houston, a great football coach and still doing it strong for CBS. All right. A little ice ice, baby. I think this is the first time we've had uh, that in the show. There you go. But this is how we roll here. There it is. It's a little cold. At least we got sunshine out here. Hour number two. It's like Tom Brady retirement part two. All right. Hour number two. The big seven-footer, Big Bill Cartwright. That'll get crazy. And then you know it's going to be off the rails when Steve Sachs joins us. Talk a little Major League Baseball and who knows what else. The chump's acting ill because I'm full of eight ball. Gunshots ranged out like a bell. I grabbed my nine, all I heard was shells. Falling on the concrete real fast. Jumped in my car, slammed on the gas. Bumper to bumper, the avenue's packed. 